The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It's a Brady Quinn football show. Hey, Brady. We're back. We missed last week. I felt we bad miss, I miss. I miss you. We took our Super Bowl bye week before the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, and look, the reality is that had a lot to do with just getting a studio, finding space. We've got things figured out now, so we're, we're ready to go moving forward. I can't wait. I get to see you in a week, right? I'm very excited. I, I, it's literally my favorite time of the year. Anytime I get together with you at Super Bowl, you and the rest of the Super Friends for the Pick 6 podcast, as well as the Combine, usually that's always a good time, too. And you guys probably um, devour, like, Chick-fil-A or something. Yeah, you <laughs> you do eat a Yeah, you're like, we ordered Chick-fil-A, you're like, get me three chicken sandwiches. And we're all like, oh, my God, what a – look at this maniac. They're like, all right, he's a former professional athlete. That's, like, a standard, like, par for the course. Um, I will say – and I assume this isn't um, like I assume we could. So we hung out. Um, what was it? What's was the Super Bowl? Pre-pandemic Super Bowl was Miami, and then was it Atlanta? Was Atlanta the one before that? I think Atlanta was the one before. So it was Atlanta, Miami, Tampa. Yes, uh, yeah, Atlanta, Miami, Tampa. I didn't. I was, I was down. In, no, I didn't even go to Tampa. Didn't go to Tampa at all. You you did because you live in Florida, and you know different <clears throat> rules during different COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Not sure if people remember that or not. Um, anyway, um, in 2000, whatever the Atlanta Super Bowl was, okay. I believe that I saved you from being killed by an axe. That's that's partially true. It's if I, if my you. recollection your wife you. is correct. Actually, I think it would maybe breach that saved you because I think I was like playing. I think I was on your wife's team. We were yes. doing an axe, some kind of was it axe tossing? What were we throwing? Yeah, yeah, it's like some sort of hops and chops place, right? Like where it's really good to combine alcohol and axes. But it like, was like, but it was like go wrong. But it was like, um, it was like horseshoes with axes or something. Or were we playing yeah. horseshoes? I, I don't know what it was. I can't imagine that place is still open, or they haven't been sued at this point. But uh, remember, yeah, my, my wife like, threw an axe, 
and it literally yeah. like ricocheted and somehow oh, like and like nearly back. took your head yeah. off. Yeah. Yeah. And it was going to be a really, really annoying problem. <laughs> if I was laying there headless, yeah, that would have been an interesting Super Bowl for you. Yeah, I mean, well, what, let's not forget that I saved the Super Bowl that year, by the way. Not, not the actual Super Bowl, the CBS Super Bowl. Because there was a credentialing issue, so I had to go and I, I took off my Clark Kent glasses and, um, and went and, and put on my Superman cape. Can we, can we touch on that now? Why are you wearing glasses? You usually don't wear glasses. Uh, these <laughs> you look like a computer programmer right now. <laughs> Lately, you've been dressing up as like Kyle Porter. I haven't uh, been, been doing my best. I've been, I've been doing my best to honor Jim Nance. You've looked so much like Kyle Porter lately. I think you can't. Kyle around. can wear a vest on HQ. Why can't I? But it's it's a it's the golf polo with the vest. Which, by the way, okay, life hack for all the guys out there who like to skip out in golf and not have their significant other or wife find out about it. Here's what you do: you just constantly wear golf attire because it looks professional. Like you can get away with that casual business professional look. But then you also just always wear it so you can get an emergency nine in or go out and play and say you're at the office, whatever the case is. Always, always, always wear golf attire. No one will know. I'm actually breaking my my rule. I mean, I, I guess technically I can play golf in this because it's like a short sleeve polo. Or, no, you can't. No, no, no. no I, I would never do it. I mean, technically you could tuck it in and go play. No, no, not technically. If you play in that, you you're get smashed. Tossed. Yep. The head pro at that club will smack you. I wouldn't show up to a club, right? I, would, I could go play like public course. I, it, you take, the, my, you take those glasses rule, off you and you change your shirt. My rule, yeah. And I would put on pants instead of whatever I'm wearing. Um, I'm just kidding, wearing pants. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, TMI, man. TMI. The, what? I'm wearing, I'm, they're joggers. Um, big joggers guy. Isn't but that my, like allowed now on the PGA Tour? Uh, I don't, I don't know about like that. I'm starting to, I'm starting to see that. Yeah, I, I think so. Because like Eric Van Ruyen and um, who's the other guy who's like just flashing his ankles and people are so mad at him. It was yeah, uh, like too risque. Look out for those ankles. I know. Like what? Like anyway, my my general rule of thumb for the last like two or three years has just been to dress like like you're saying like if if for some reason somebody comes up to me and says, "Hey, man, you want to play golf?" I'm like. Sure, I'm dressed. Clubs are in the car. Let's go. So I'm just I'm just dressing as if I could play golf, or you know, like that's just how I'm dressing for the rest of my life. Right. But I'm breaking that rule right now. I, you can play I, golf I in your little, uh, your little, um, your your uh, your your hoodie tee thing. No, you can't play golf in this. This isn't the proper golf attire. This is I mean, like if you want to go to the driving range, if yeah. you want to like you know do something like put around. Uh, again, not like around. not at like your club, Mister Quinn. Yeah. How come you never take me to a club? You never come down and visit anymore. I don't. That's true. Okay. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna. I'm gonna make some changes in my life, Brady. I'm coming to see you more often. I can't wait. I mean, we really should be doing this in person. We really should. Yeah. I, I'm sure that CBS would totally let us fly down. Totally let me fly down for the Brady Quinn football show. Yeah, flights are super cheap. Yeah, no big deal. Actually, they are. They are cheap, right? Yeah, I don't fly anywhere. Anyway, any more life hacks? Uh, that's pretty much it for right now. Who's yeah. your boy with the Christmas life hack? My Christmas life. Oh, my buddy Nick. Yeah, that was the best. Molly, that was Molly the best. Some of the best advice I've gotten in a while. Men are going to turn in just for Brady life hacks. Yeah. Uh, Brady also Brady life hack the t-shirt hoodie. I like that you. Did, did yeah, you, I saw, you wearing? I, I've, I've become like a big like long sleeve shirt hoodie guy. Like I, I don't know why, just it's comfortable. You can work out in it. You can wear it casually. You know. Um. Now all right, we should probably get talking to football because you have to do yeah. some pics of Pete and I've got to go uh, fix some lady's computer. 
Because um, <laughs> you're a computer programmer now. What is with the glasses? What happened? Do you wear contacts? Is this, is this new? No, actually, I have 2020 vision. Okay, so and the only member of my what? They're those purely aesthetic. Like they actually have no function. Oh, no, no. These are uh, the white, the uh, the blue light. Blue glasses. light. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm only wearing them because we had time. I was like had time to kill before you showed up, and I was like, I'm gonna put on glasses and see if Brady says anything. Do you think that makes a difference? No, hell no. I maybe it's complete placebo effect, but I do think there's something too. I've got a pair at home. I read like in front of the uh, computer, and I do. Yeah, what are you doing? You're not, you're, you're okay. I don't ever wear glasses. I don't know. I think there's something to it. I think there's something to it. I think that your eyes feel better when you're looking at a screen all day after you wear those. My, yeah, that's fair. Um, it's like a my, cooling my, effect, you know. It's yeah. a cooling effect. It's yeah. it's like kind of like dude wipes, you know. It's like it's like a breath mint for your butt after you go poop, you know. A, a dude wipe. <sighs> Okay. That's not how you look at it? I not really used to the analogy, no. I don't think what? Dude wipes? We don't we haven't covered dude wipes on our show before. No, 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 no. no. We've talked about dude wipes. I'm saying that I don't know that these glasses are necessarily dude wipes for my eyes. Well, obviously <laughs> not. I mean, I, I get what you, maybe maybe a, maybe a breath mint for the yeah, for my retinas. Saying, a breath mint. Breath mint yeah. for my retinas. Sure. I don't know that dude wipes are a breath mint for your butt. How are they not? Is it a pose? Okay. Um, there's, there's some that are scented. Yeah. But is it? Okay, that's a new one. Um, is it? Is it only for? Uh, so it's like it's like a it's like an after. Okay, you know what? We're gonna talk about something else, like football. How are you not capable of asking this question? It's when you go number two. You know, after you're what you're paper, you use that as like dude wipes. Dude wipes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I got it. It probably gives you one freebie. Like if one sneaks out, you know, you have the toot. Probably gives you one freebie where it doesn't smell as bad. The next <laughs> one's gonna smell bad though. <laughs> what where do you where do you where do you stand on bidets? Huge bidet guy. Yeah. I think you have to. I mean, it, it seems like actually archaic if you don't use a bidet. It really is archaic if you don't use a bidet. Like why like I, I like okay. If you got a baby and you're using wet wipes, you're like, why wouldn't you keep using the wet wipes when you get older? The rest of your life. It doesn't make any sense. It, is the, it is the stupidest thing we do as a human species. Yeah. It's like, no, like, we're going to use toilet paper. That's actually cheaper and not as, not as well held together. And like, I mean, not, you know, I mean, the, the wipes are not necessarily great for the environment and the, the general um, uh, plumbing of the, you know. Yeah. Well, that, that, to me, that's a plumbing issue. We got to figure out the plumbing. That's issues. right. Right. Exactly. The wipes need to stay. Why did the founding fathers of plumbing, of like industrial plumbing, decide that, I know, let's just use paper to wipe our butts? Yeah. Anyway. So, speaking of archaic people, Tom Brady retired. Tom Brady retired. It's Ooh. so sad. This is a good, this is a good one. And this is, I don't think that this is like a, you, this is a Tom Brady comment, not a you comment. I think it's a good question. If you had to pick for Powerlifter USA's. Okay, um, that's a great uh, profile. Better question than profile picture, but whatever. Um, which of Brady's, which of Tom Brady's Hall of Fame careers would Tom, Brady Quinn like for his own? As in, if you split, I think he's got three. Yeah, people have done it where he's got three, right? But so he won three early. He won one under the middle, and then he won three late. Yep. Um, so the, I think, the, but the middle has that. The middle is out. I think because you're basically just Drew Brees or. Aaron Rodgers at that point, which is, which is, don't get me wrong. It's awesome. Which, which is a hall of fame. Career. I know, but, but I mean, everyone's right. But you're in the hall of fame, no matter what, with yeah. all three of them. So I, you're going to take, I, I one think I'd go with the, the early ones. 
and in part because he probably had more fun. Like the photos of Tom Brady back then, he was not eating avocado ice cream. Terrible haircut. He was getting drunk. Yeah, he was like drinking, having a little more fun. Yeah. Plus, he was younger. Like he didn't have. You he, was, know, he didn't have all that jaw reconstruction surgery. Well, okay, that's your opinion, not mine. But I'm just saying, I think at that point in time in your life, you could have really reaped some benefits and rewards from all that success. Whereas, not saying you can as you get older in the back end, which I'm sure is incredibly gratifying and being able to share with your family, but you should still share with your parents. Like your kids will remember <laughs> to some degree, but they're not like he played long enough for his kids are going to remember everything, right? Like they're old enough to see it. Remember all that stuff. He was 24, 26 and 27, I believe for his first. Yeah. Three that's schools. like the wheel. No, no, excuse right? me. 24, like, 27, 28, whatever. You get the point. Yeah. He's, he's, he's in his mid, you know, mid late twenties. Like he's, perfect time. Yeah. Like, before the tuck rule game, that, he, that's what you want. You want that. Yeah. You're able to have the most fun with that. He did multiple supermodels over that first Hall of Fame stretch. Well, I he, think he's maybe back to that. What's that? What? Oh, well, I mean, are you necessarily like I sometimes will follow people on Instagram for, you know, for work purposes. I don't. You don't want to know why I don't? I don't. Because, because, you know, why do you yell at you? No, it's because like, other people are going to see, like I see, for example, like some guy will send us, oh, look at this picture on Instagram. So I'll go to like, so so like that. Will like, Brinson ah. follows. Like yeah. Will Brinson follows. I'm yeah. like, it's dangerous. That's not a good look for Willie, you know, following sure. that person who happens to be an Instagram model that is Polish or Russian, you know. Well, but it's for work because she, like, for instance, uh, what's uh, uh, Olivia DeCulpo? Is that her name? Olivia Colpo, not De Colpo. You made her Italian, but yeah, I think she's Italian. Olivia De Colpo. De Colpo. It's actually just Colpo, but yeah. She, Olivia yeah, Of course, you got you have to follow her, right? It's for it's, work. It's for yeah, work, man. It's for, it's for work. Um, it's, our, it's research. It's the research. Right, so, I, I told you we did the background research for Christian McCaffrey when he started dating Olivia Colpo and the injuries that ensued, and we correlated that with the fact that it's probably hard to that. leave the house. For if, instance, uh, I have to follow. Veronica uh, Bielik? Yes, Look, you should. Cl for Cliff Kingsbury. Only, I mean, how else am I going to get Cliff Kingsbury updates? Like, where, no. it's, where in the world is Cliff Kingsbury? I just follow her. <laughs> I don't know that I, I asked the question, how else would you? Because there's probably many other opportunities to get, like, updates. No, no, he hasn't she's said where one he of is. the sources. There's one of, she's I can turn on Peter Schrager's tweets, I guess. But, I mean, like. Schrager's? Like, Schrager bomb. Schrager bomb. Schrager bomb. This is quite the episode we got going on. Um, uh. Who is, what's her name again? Uh, Tom. So uh, Veronica, uh, wait. Felix or whatever. Veronica Arajic. This is the one. alleged. The new one. New one for Mr. Brady. Got Mr. Brady Quinn, Tom Brady. Um, did you see what she posted today? I, I did not because I don't follow her well. See, exactly. You, I mean, <laughs> what if this is an HQ segment and you had to answer this question? You'd be SOL, pal. I, it probably wouldn't be considered, you know, HQ. Okay, I, I, show. I don't, I don't know if they're actually dating, but I respect the living crap out of her for her like quasi troll jobs and leaning into this. Here's her caption on today's post, which is posted at, like, so what time did Tom Brady tweet at like nine a.m. eight a.m. or something like eight, that? Eight something, yeah. Yeah, she posted this at like eleven a.m. So hard to retire from beach days, so enjoy them while they last. To retire, do you who who uses that in a caption unless they're trying to tell you something? No, just saying. 
So, um, yeah, I would take Tom Brady's early career too. Plus it's like at that point now, granted the stats were not quite as you know, much as they were. Yeah, I mean, look, the game was at a different point, you know, Charlie Weiss, who was his offensive coordinator, who I had as a head coach for two years in college, you know, he had a different philosophy as far as what Josh McDaniels was doing, calling plays and, and scripting up stuff as did Bill O'Brien, as did, you know, whoever else you want to throw in the conversation. Well, the game didn't open up until the, the Colts complained about the Patriots defensive like holding calls. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I think, you know, he was a much more evolved quarterback by the end, but the game evolved too. But I think early success is the more fun stuff. Yeah. Do you, I mean, oh my God. Imagine being like, you're just running Boston. Like okay. you just run that town. I mean, he, like he could have gone out in Oakland. The night before the tuck rule was it? Wait, I guess it was in Boston. Never mind, because it didn't snow in Oakland. Uh, he could have gone out in Boston and gotten completely obliterated the night before. I don't know why I thought the tuck rule game was in Oakland for a second. Uh, got obliterated. And at age 26 or 24, he woke up at like 6 a.m. the next morning and felt fine. Yeah. An athlete at age 24? Yeah, you're, you bounce back you're quick. superhuman. Yeah, you bounce back quick. Yeah. Oh, man. Can you imagine me at 24 right now? Mm. Feels like it was just yesterday, kind of. Oh, then boy, it kind of doesn't. I feel like when you have kids, then it then it feels like that was a different lifetime. Like a complete. Like I was back in Notre Dame this past weekend, and I literally was like, "That was a different life, like life, like completely, like a different life that I recall." But like it doesn't even feel like it was my life anymore. It's so crazy when you just have kids. It it really is. Um, over Thanksgiving, I was like walking uh, walking down the driveway of my parents' house, the the, the Brinson. Uh, compound and um this like kid with this mullet and these like viper shades goes walking up and i was like who the f is that and it was my little like i can't remember my cousin i guess writer i was like dude it's like you're free what, what, okay what why do you have a mullet two yeah. two and he's like he's like what ladies love it i was like oh, okay sure, man yeah i gotta have a mullet with the vipers on i mean yeah he's i was like dude you were freaking tall he goes not really. I'm 17. I was like, what? You're 17? He goes, yeah. You know, you have a nine-year-old, right? I was like, oh, my God. And it, like, it really, like, just, like, hit me. Like, I like, stumbled into the house. Like, my mom was like, are you are you drunk? What's going on? I was like, no, I'm just very discombobulated. Like, Ryder just, like, spun my head in a million different ways. And I was like, Ryder, where are you going? He's like, up to my car. He's like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, anywho. So Tom Brady, yeah, so, so so Tom Brady retires. I mean, look, I would we're say really this. we're really maxing out this podcast in terms of content. Yes, um, you know, for my my, I obviously had a chance to speak with him, chance to you know be around him a little bit when I was younger because of the relationship with Charlie Weiss and him, and um, just when I first initially got into the league, and you know he was one of the nicer, um, helpful guys to kind of talk to, especially early on. Um, not only learning the New England system, the offense, but just like, you know, handling tough coaching, which it's Charlie was was tough to play for. And uh, I, I was always a fan. I was a fan of his, you know, as he first got in the league and I was coming up through high school into college. Um, you know, the way he played the game, the way he led, the way he competed, um, the grit, toughness, the composure and the poise that he showed in like the toughest moments. I mean, that was who that was what every quarterback wanted to be. You wanted to be Tom Brady. I mean, you wanted to have that sort of career, that sort of impact on your teammates and that sort of ability to have success. And so there's a part of me that's like, man, it's awesome that we were able to kind of, I was able to live, play, you know, against and, and, and in the same era as him. But there's another part that makes you sad because you're just looking around going, man, this is it. 
Like we will never see another athlete like him again or have that sort of success. I don't think like we were no. going over all the records he set it was a 35 playoff wins, 48 <laughs> playoff games. I mean, it's, it's hard to just be able to play that many playoff games, let alone win 35 of them. I mean, it, it's incredible. It, it really is. So hopefully he's able he to find 35 peace. and 13 in the playoffs. Like that's 48 starts. It's absurd. I mean, 48. He started, he started in the playoffs more than I started in my entire career. That's what I was about to look up. Like, I mean, and that's like literally like, like, like you look at it and you just go, it, it, it's unbelievable. Yeah. By the way, about 98% of quarterbacks probably fall in that category. Besides the 2% uh, yeah. that no, it's not a you long. thing. It's a, yeah, I was, I mean, no, like, I'm saying like he so, so anyway, I, I just, I, I've always had the utmost respect for him. To me, he's the greatest of all time. Like I know some people, Try to debate, you know, oh, was he the most talented? I'm like, dude, what? Why are we even talking about that? Like, what, what, what does it matter? That's not the point. The most talented guy doesn't always win. It's the, the guy who was ultimately able to execute. Like, yeah, I think there's two things that stand out to me that that he did better than anyone else, or he was willing to do more so than anyone else. The first thing is he was able to do the ordinary things extraordinarily well. He did the simple things, playing the position, never got bored to him. He just constantly made the right decision all the time, all the time. And let other people make the mistake and let other people try to force something or do something outside of their ability. And I think the other thing is he made football his life. I mean, he really did sacrifice everything for his dedication to the game of football. And, and that is more so like, not, it's not the season. Everyone sacrifices during the season. Everyone works hard during the season. You're, you're there early. You stay late. You know, sometimes you sleep at the facility. Like everyone, everyone does this stuff. It's the off season. That's the difference is he made it a priority where he was his diet, his training, his sleep, his lifestyle. It was all geared towards that next season. And there's just no one else who was going to be able to sacrifice their entire life to be able to prepare every single year for that. And he did. That's why he played so long. That's why he played at such a high level for so long. I mean, I know this year wasn't you know the best year for them, but they still won their division. He, he threw as much as he's ever thrown in his his career at 45 flipping years old. It's, it's phenomenal. It truly is incredible. Well, and you know, you talk about the early, you know, we were talking about like which hall of fame career would you want of his three, right? Like the third one doesn't happen if he doesn't, if he isn't so obsessed with football and so obsessed with doing everything, like winning at any cost that he was like, okay, I like, I, I'm sure it happened, you know, because he'd have the 2007 season. They go undefeated, monster, like all time, you know, passing statistics, at least for that era until, you know, the modern era and expanded games and all that. And then the next year, he tears his ACL for like first time he's ever been injured. And I think that's the point where he's like, okay, I'm older now. I have to figure out, I want to play till I'm 40, which, by the way, we all laughed at when he first said it. Now it's 45, <laughs> throwing 500 passes, but he completely changed. And, you know, the, the, all the Alex Guerrero pliability stuff, like, you know, it's a joke because he's, like, getting massaged like crazy on the thing. But, like, like he changed what he ate. He changed how he ate. He created a brand out of it. He changed – like, he doesn't – he won't eat tomatoes or mushrooms. Like, and he and he, and he changed his – and you see this, too, with a lot of golfers, right? He, he, you know, he was ahead of the curve. He you know, just a pound, not pump an iron. He's, like, doing pliability exercises because he realized that it wasn't so much muscle as it was – core and like flexibility to, to be able to extend his career. Right. That's yeah. You know, I mean, look, there's a bunch of different ways to train and all that, you know, Alex and him had a, had a great plan. It worked for him. You know, I, I think you can make the case that 
he he probably you know you, you could do a little more strength training you could do a little bit more of the other stuff too just to be able to keep that you know ability i think this year is it was where you kind of started to see his body kind of decline a little bit just the way he moved in the pocket true but, head out true meathead for me well no i'm just, I'm just, it's, just it, it's not hours. like my opinion it's just sport it's how you train it's how you get stronger and faster or at least maintain some of that so it, it is what it is like all right, all right. i'll refrain from i'll refrain from giving out any sort of training well, uh, you, can, you brought up you brought up golf. I mean, did, did Bryce and DeChambeau not say, "All right, I'm going to try to hit the ball 400 yards"? What am I going to do? He didn't do pliability training. He, he, did, he did heavy lifting for a while. His shoulder <laughs> separated. It's it so too hard. Well, yeah, that wasn't going to last. But like, if that was his goal, he was able to accomplish it. He was smoking drives. God, that drive he hit at the was it the API where he's like he like lines up like. People like, where are you? Like, like, dude, where are you aiming? It's three hundred. It's like four hundred twenty-five yards. He's like, and just meets it. And he's like, like Joe, doing the Phil Mickelson jump. All right, um, let's take a break. For the show, and uh, and then we'll uh, yeah, we'll come back and we'll hey, tease. What, what do you got for the tease, huh? Um, we'll talk about um, I don't know what the 49ers are gonna do at quarterback after the uh, break. Ooh. Next. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. So Brock Purdy, torn UCL, allegedly, severed UCL, heavily severed. sprained. <laughs> severed. Sprained is a tear. He, he basically has to have Tommy John surgery. It's going to be out six months, maybe throwing in like, I don't know, three out of three months or something like that. It's, it's a pretty big deal, I think. Um, by the way, shout out Brock Purdy. Talk about a tough sob for going back out there. Like, yeah, he used. To, we everybody saw a mouth to Kyle Shanahan. Like, I don't think I can go. And it's like, yeah, I mean, when your UCL is uh, is torn. Oh, you've torn yours before. Oh God, here we go. Well, I'm, well, no, you're you're acting like you had. You have had you ever torn? Your, have you torn your UCL? No, I haven't torn my UCL. Off. I, I don't it's know. Actually, you got every other injury on the planet. It's a very uncommon injury for a football player. It yeah. obviously this one was through contact. It wasn't through the actual throwing motion. So it's way more typical in, in pitchers, which you see. Yep. They come back stronger from it, sure. able to throw harder from it. If he gets the reconstruction, it's going to be a year. It's going to yep. take him a long time. Now I don't know that that's been confirmed. I know he's looking for you know a second opinion, but it's uh, it, it's interesting because he he was able to play well enough to a point that I think really put him in consideration for the starter next year. But now you look at it and go, okay, if he's out six months, like we can't even really have a quarterback competition. No. So where does this put his career in San Francisco or just his career in general? And where does Trey Lance fall into all this? I mean, and Tom, Tom, I mean, Tom Brady is now, in theory, he's out. out. So what, Jimmy Garoppolo you signed back? I mean, did they look to the draft? Trade for Aaron Rodgers. You could look to trade for Rodgers. What assets do you have to trade? You have to give potentially some players. And the Packers don't want to trade him in the NFC. Right. So yeah, there's a I mean, lot of there's a lot of things right now that you're looking at going. I don't know. I'm not sure where this this train's going. Now the one thing you can count on is John Lynch does a great job building the roster. Kyle Shanahan's a offensive guru. Yep. 
But now you lost your defense coordinator too, and D'Amico Ryan's. Maybe get Vic Fangio, which would be great. That'd be, he's, that'd be he's, he's with the uh, he's with the Dolphins. So you officially signed with the Dolphins. I'm pretty sure. I I, I, mean, I kind of missed that. It wasn't too. finalized. I don't think. I think there was still a bidding war going on last time I checked. Oh really? Okay. All right. I mean, unless this was announced. No, no, today. no. I, I had I had like missed it. It like happened on Saturday night or something like that, where somebody reported he was going to the Dolphins. Let me double check. Yeah. So so they've kind of backed off that now, and now it looks like San Francisco's potentially involved too. Maybe yeah, a lot of get involved too. I think. Who's that? Oh, <laughs> he's in play for the Broncos job. Okay. This already. Right, so he's just. This is why. Well, so Peyton obviously. Peyton obviously took the job, which that was who he was going to bring in as his defensive coordinator. How Vic Fangio feels going back there, I don't know. I mean, that's the tough part, you know, and, and it's a new ownership group. Maybe that hits a little different this time, but that would be tough um, to be able to go back to that place after they move on from you, hire Nathaniel Hackett, and then kick him out after one year, not even a full year. All right, so apparently I didn't, I didn't, I guess I didn't realize it. Fangio is a consultant with the Eagles right now. So he can't, but he's obviously going to wait until the Super Bowl to decide. The season has to end. Yeah. But what makes that interesting is that now with the hiring cycle playing out the way it did, you have Frank Reich, who uh, has connections with Vic Fangio from Carolina. Because Fangio was the defensive coordinator the first year in, in with uh, Dom Capers in Carolina, which tells you how old that guy is, um, when Frank Reich was the quarterback. You have the Broncos, where he knows the, he knows the building. <laughs> Certainly, he, you know, but. Well, he knows yeah. the roster too, which is a big piece. Definitely, that's 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 actually kind of interesting. Like, I mean, would he, you know, would he be willing to go back and work for Sean Payton? And, you know, and, and maybe maybe Sean Payton, maybe that's part of the deal. Sean Payton's like, look, I get to hire who I want to hire. I don't care if you fired him, George, because I'm going to fire you next year anyway. Um, and maybe he goes to San Francisco. There, he can get a lot of money from somebody to be a defensive coordinator in the best possible spot next year. Right. Um, right. So yeah, I. But back to San Francisco, man. I, I mean. I think you got to go Trey Lance and maybe sign Jimmy and or and or Derek Carr. Derek Carr's going to the wild card to all of it, right? There's a lot of places they're going to look at potentially and talk to him about, you know, being the guy. Maybe there's some other places too. Where there's a quarterback under contract that people maybe look at, you know, trading or or you know trying to bring in. You mentioned Rodgers, this Carr. I don't know. Maybe Kyler Murray's up in the air there. You got your general manager. You don't have a head coach. Is there some hesitance in the head coaching candidate taking the job because Kyler Murray's locked in this deal and they don't want him to be the guy? Um, a lot of questions. A lot of questions, I think, around the two vacancies in Indianapolis and Arizona. But in regards to at least San Francisco and their quarterback situation, it's kind of all on the table. I mean, Trey Lance is the one guy in their contract, as is Purdy, but it sounds like he's going to be out for the year with the injury. So that leaves you right back to Jimmy G, sign him back, maybe not. You know, are the Dolphins, would they be in, you know, involved in that mix with Mike McDaniel and the familiarity there? Um, there's a bunch of different ways this could go. So the NFL set up to have a pretty interesting offseason. Either way, though, I, I think San Francisco, with what they gave up to go get Trey Lance, this is it, man. Like, this has to be his year. They gave up way too much not to at least find out this year what they have in him before they want to move on. Yeah, I mean, it could <laughs> – I mean, like, if you – you think about what you could have had with those three first round picks. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what Miami got out of it. They got Tyreek Hill and Bradley Chubb. So and Jalen Waddle. And, and Waddle is who they end up drafting. <laughs> Which would work out all right. <laughs> I mean, I don't think you I don't think you could like fit those guys in that roster. You just like keep the first round pick, draft Mac Jones with the Tyreek Hill pick, add Jalen Waddle and uh, Bradley Chubb to San Francisco. 
But. Congratulations. You've won a Super Bowl. Maybe two. And Brian Wilson feels correct about Mac Jones. Um, you mentioned. Vindicated. Vindicated. Vindication. You mentioned uh, they had coaching vacancies. Saw two get filled. What do you think about Sean Payton? Um, I like the fact that, you know, he, it is Denver where he's going to go because I'm, I'm fascinated to see how he's going to orchestrate this offense around Russell Wilson. You know, if, if anyone could fix what, what didn't go right last, uh, last year, it'd be Sean Payton. You know, just from knowing Russell, Russell, uh, when he first got in the league, and he was always kind of enamored with Drew Brees, both as a leader, as a quarterback, a shorter quarterback, like he played from the pocket. Um, he loved watching his tape, loved watching his fundamentals, his drills. Uh, he, he really, you know, just kind of, I think naturally kind of gravitated towards Drew and Sean obviously made Drew Brees a Hall of Fame quarterback. So I'm sure there's a similar pitch there. Yep. Um, I, I just, I wonder how much of the offense Sean can kind of tweak to be able to do that. You know, you, you don't have a Michael Thomas there. You've got some really good receivers though. And I think you, you've probably figured that out, but, but I, that move is a win now move. If you're the Denver Broncos ownership, like you don't pay him 17 to 20 million, whatever that number is. 17. Give up. No way it's less than $20 million. Well, that's just reportedly what it was between. I was guessing 30. Yeah, no, not that much. Jeez. Okay. Um, Jeez. But, you know, you look at it, the roster's built to win now, um, and you're going to get a guy that clearly with the draft capital you gave up, you're saying, like, we feel like we're good enough to win right now. Like, we don't need these additional, you know, first-round draft picks, which I think they've got, is it three first-round draft picks between Russell and Sean Payton? Three, Three ones two twos and then is there a third involved somewhere there they're getting a third back from uh, from new orleans third back okay yeah so, so they're giving up a 2024 two and getting a 2024 three back along with the rights to sean payton uh, right the first round pick the 29th right but that's three ones two twos between russell wilson and sean payton right pretty expensive yeah yeah so again it's, it's not that's just expensive they're just saying we can win right now with the roster the way it's currently constructed we just need the right coach right quarterback we now feel like we've got that pairing together too and um the by the way do you feel like it's a little bit of an indictment thank you guys you're clear have a good day like sean payton comes in the ownership comes in they bring in you know sean payton and he's like well like i didn't know what he's doing just wait till i get my hands on russell you know it's kind of like one of those deals an indictment of like hackett yeah kind of just as like an offensive minor play caller head coach i mean i sort of thought the mid-season firing was an indictment but yeah i agree <laughs> it's definitely no no of course it is yeah it's like well, but here's the thing is you have a midseason firing, but then he immediately gets hired as an OC for another place that's having issues at the quarterback spot. Now, maybe that's an effort for the Jets to lure Aaron Rodgers, which if that works out great. And maybe that was the whole point with the Denver. <laughs> really was interested in him. Hey, let's bring him to Denver. Maybe Aaron Rodgers will come with him. Didn't work out. Okay. Now the Jets might be trying to play the same card here. Who knows? Um, apparently, apparently everybody heard that, not just us. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> The comments are like, what, what the hell was that? A little peek behind the scenes. Um, yeah, no, I mean, like, yes, of course, it's a huge indictment of him. It's like, listen, you know, everyone thinks Russell is completely broken. Pete Carroll's out here prancing around, smacking his gum, giggling how he made Gino look incredible, and Russ stinks. And they're like, nah, it was all Hackett, which is sort of the way you have to lean into it if you're Broncos ownership because you're like, we're stuck with this contract for the next... Yeah, this, you can't get away from it. Yeah, you can't You can't be like, well... All right, we screwed up. Russ stinks. He's out of here. It's just like Kyler, right? It's like, it's not... It can't be Kyler. It's got to be Cliff. Yeah. Because you, you can fire the coach and just like pay it off. 
you can't fire the quarterback and just like like not fire. yet, not yet. Well, yeah, there will like, come you, a time when you can, but that it's it's not that moment now. Yeah, um, that's right. Uh, what about I thought D'Amico Ryan's great great pull out of the Texans. I mean, I don't know that I want to coach the Texans, but he you know he was an All Pro Rookie of the Year there. Yeah, no, he's, he's got he, look, he's got history there. They have something to sell, right? Like this is a fan base that's seen new head coach, new head coach, new head coach past three years. So I think my concerns are more for D'Amico. You know, you're going to a place that, yes, is familiar to you. You've got this build-up equity because of what you did as a player. And I believe that it's reportedly a six-year deal, which is awesome, if that's the case, by the way. Because now you're kind of holding Cal McNair to the fire. Like, come on, dude. Like, you just let go of Lovey, who's well-respected in the league. <laughs> David Cawley, you finally gets a shot after one year. Like, you didn't give anyone a chance. After you're you, fired like Romo, hire like you fired Romo Cornell, is it like an interim? It's like, like how many, you know. I mean, yeah. how many like black coaches can you fire after one season here, guy? Like, come on. So now I think they he, he's put them in a position where they have to commit to him. The roster's not that far from a rebuild, right? Like, you've got Damian Pierce, a running back. He's a good piece. Uh, John Metchie, when he comes back, obviously, if, if it is Bryce Young, at quarterback, they'll be familiar. Uh, I would assume that's where they're going to go. At least it sounds like that. I mean, D'Amico played at Bama. Casario comes from New England, which you know how close Belichick and Saban are. So – there's, there's all, you know, the kind of back channeling, I'm sure, as far as who they'd like to go with that quarterback. And if you're D'Amico, it's good because you got cap space, you got some, some draft capital to be able to work with, and potentially you, you got your future quarterback, or at least your ability to pick one because you're picking number two overall. So, Derek um, Stingley, by the way, we should mention, unbelievable player. Yeah, another player who you'd say is like a building block or building piece. No. So, I mean, I mean, obviously, Sauce Gardner kind of, you know. Yeah, you, yeah you, no, Stoss stole the show, but Derek Stanley's a very good player. I think he'll be a very good player for a long time in the league. Uh, but again, building blocks in the right spots, right? Tunsil, um, good player. Though, how many years does he have left on his deal now? It's not. They were talking like, cutting him, I think. Really? Because yeah. he's a little inflated? Because he actually is... Uh, he's a little older at this point. God, do you remember how long ago? He's... Um, 27? Yeah, this is the final year of his deal, actually. Yeah, oh. I, I thought he was going to the last year of his deal. Yeah, no, that's but they that, could have gotten out of it. They technically they could cut him this offseason if they wanted to. They I don't think they would. They have tons of cap space, and he's still twenty nine. God, do you yeah, remember how long ago that bong that gas mask bong draft was? Yeah, yeah that's a tough one. Now, you were playing at Notre Dame then. Not true. No, not true at all. I think you were but doing that. also interesting. Like of all the things, when you go into draft day, like obviously I had a pretty long draft day. Mm. Like, I wonder if he was like going into a thinking, hmm, I wonder what could happen today. Like, who could draft <laughs> it? And then all of a sudden, you're like, oh, a video of me in a gas mask comes out. <laughs> I mean, That's not good. Because he was a top five pick, guaranteed. Yeah. And like, he was still a Google lock for the top five. And it's like, and it's like, you know, right before like it's, this, it came out on Twitter. Because it was 2000, was it 2013? Is that right? 2014, maybe? Yeah. And, um, and it's like, and then I mean I remember like Ian Rappaport had to get up there on the stage. He was like, Yeah, Rich. So um a video is surfacing on the social media and on Twitter. A Laramie Tunsil appears to be wearing a gas mask with what can best be described as a bong attached to it. It's just it's, it's like what? Like and we like we all knew it was happening. It's like all I wanted to see was. Who's going to have to say this on television first? Right. Because, right. like, you can't – he can't just fall 15 spots and nobody explains why. I, I, like, here's the problem. This is how some uh, 
like some behind the scenes front office scouts and folks think they're like, did you see the lung capacity that he had, by the way? <laughs> did, you, did you see like this guy could probably run a four minute mile. Like he's probably got an iron lung. I mean, like there was someone who like overanalyzed even oh, yeah. that element of him as a player to be like, hmm, not good, but also there's other, guys who, there's other guys who smoke weed in the NFL. They've relaxed the rules on this. Uh, did you see the lung capacity though? Did you see him be able to take in that bong? I mean, like, I I have never smoked. You okay over there? Yeah, I was, I was, I was, I was, I was, I was an odd timing for a cough like that. Well, it was. Uh, could you hear the cough? I muted myself. Um, no, I know you muted it, but I, like, I'm I'm letting the listeners. I, know and ironic home. timing, right? It was almost. You like, don't find that suspicious? Just take a hit of a joint and you cough a couple times after. It's almost like this is weird timing. It was real timing. Um, fortunately, we're on YouTube live, so like you can you can go watch. And I was not uh, I was not ripping a doobie as the kid. Well, for those that cannot, he also was not ripping a doobie Thank and you. then coughing afterwards. We really used the cool lingo on this t- on this uh, on this podcast. Um, yeah, I mean, like cigarette. That's uh, yeah. Thanks, Dad. Um, I mean, like, but seriously, like, by all accounts, a gas mask bong combo is like. I mean, that is testing your lung capacity. That's why I'm saying this is Will. I'm, I tell you, there's there's a scout. There's someone that hit their head, and they were like, hmm, uh, plus high high grade for listen, Jim. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna dock this kid for this. Are we gonna be real here? We're not overly <laughs> concerned about his conditioning. Extreme, <laughs> extreme lung capacity. Yeah. Or e- ELC. Usually, usually they, the scouts just go like this. They have their hats low and all stuff. They just go. Hmm. Mm. It was me and Brady scribbling for three or four seconds there. Um, imagine <laughs> scribbling. Oh, this show. Um, is this is this the one that gets off the rails the most yeah. when you and I are on together? Oh, it is? Oh, yeah. Oh, everyone always makes it out like, you know, you're pretty bad pretty much with everyone else. Like, this is par for the course. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because you... Oh, so we're the worst. Yes, <laughs> we're the man, worst. By, oh, far, okay. by far. I did not know this. Sorry, this no, is news to me. No, no, because, well, one, you like to go off the rails with me. Yeah, and you like to take me off the rails usually. Yeah, dude. well, dude wipes got you on a whole different. Oh, yeah, we talk about plumbing systems. I mean, our, right, our like, infrastructure. I, mean, like, I can't. I have to close my blinds when I'm doing the show because if I see a squirrel, I'm like yapping about the squirrel. Like, but you're like, you're like, you're like throwing squirrels at me, and like, <laughs> but also like you. So like, if we do a show and it's like me and Breach, and like Breach and I are like talking about dude wipes and like random stuff, we'll get a note from corporate. And it's like, hey guys. Stay on, on pace. You and I do it. <laughs> Those fellas. <laughs> Another great Brady Quinn show. <laughs> I don't know, man. That, what does that say about me? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Uh, see, look. Definitely the worst, and we love it. <laughs> Personally, I wouldn't take this level of disrespect. I'm not really sure what to take from this. Also, this is a funny one, too. Brady's face and Will spouts rubbish. It kills me every time. It, I know. I like. I. I think I probably spout more rubbish. So and Sam only because like Brady. Brady's like. We'll be like. Um. Yeah. No. But I mean, it's it's good. It's. I. I mean, I enjoy it. So what were we talking about and how we got here? We were talking about, uh, you're talking about head coaches. And all, all of a sudden, we're all of a sudden we're talking about lung capacity of gas mask bong hits. <laughs> Can we quickly talk about this? The openings that are there, like I, I kind of look at both and go, Indy, are people just like 
all right, you got to deal with Jim Irsay, or is it just like Jeff Saturday's job oh. and they feel like there's no point? In- so I think this is kind of interesting. I, I think, I can't remember who was saying this. Um, I was talking with somebody about this, but like basically if you go back and look at the last like 48 hours of the indie coaching rumor cycle, it's like over the weekend, Jeff Saturday was like, like, hammer like hammering media people like everybody's like oh jeff saturday it's jeff saturday's job and i think it's jeff saturday's job to lose but then like the last two days or two three days you can tell that like chris ballard is fighting back as aggressively and like he's got every like he's got the entire front office is out there like like fighting as hard as they can to plant like as much stuff out there to keep jim Irsay from hiring jeff saturday i mean i just i feel like it's such a it feels so dysfunctional that you have to go Okay, like even if Chris Ballard wins and I'm the head coach coming in, I know he's got power over top of me. And so that's not necessarily good for my job. You know, and, and maybe you have a work relationship with him. Maybe you don't. I, I don't know. I wouldn't if, take that. If it's Jeff Saturday, like you know those two are going to be butting heads. And eventually you might as well just tell like Chris Ballard, which look, it's tough to get in that position to have a GM job. But I think he's done a good enough job with that roster over the years that he'd end up making his way to a general manager somewhere else to at some point. Absolutely. So I think that if I, this is just my opinion. I think that Jim Irsay is going to do what Jim Irsay wants to do and that he's going to hire Jeff Saturday. And to your point, I wouldn't want to take that job because if you get hired for that job, you are just not Jeff Saturday to Jim Irsay and everything that you do wrong is going to be something that in theory, Jeff Saturday would have done correctly. Right. And you're Jeff Saturday is probably coming in as a consultant anyway. Right, he's be hanging around, um, and if I'm Chris Ballard and Jim Mercy does what we think he's going to do and hires Jeff Saturday, I think I'm walking away. Can I ask this question? Yeah. Do you think with the head coaching title, and maybe this is what's holding them up from hiring a head coach, do you think you have to like make so many appearances at Jim Mercy's band's performances, <laughs> or maybe you have to be like a minor role in the band every once in a while? Like maybe that's part of the contract or the deal, and you're just like, ah, I don't know if I want to do that. Which I- have you seen the Jim Mercy band? Yeah, they lean up against okay. trees. They wear cowboy could, hats. Could you do this Do this for our YouTubers and people who are watching right now? Can you find a clip? I mean, I don't know if you can play it or even just a still shot. I just want – and if, and especially one – if you can find the one when he was in D.C., I think in front oh. of the Washington Memorial. He was leaning up against a small tree that – I don't think it was going to last much longer if he kept leaning on it. But <laughs> um, So I see the – originally when I Google it, I see comfortably numb and the weight, which – I don't know which one I'm going to be more offended by because I'm, I'm a big the band guy. Um, Billy, I don't know if we can legally play this. Oh, my God. Have you seen the Jim Mercy the Jim collection? Do you think Jim Mercy is going to come after us? Oh, my God. I mean, we're giving him more press. Like, he should be excited about it. Like, we're, I don't know that everyone knows Jim Mercy has a band. Boy, he sounds like Jim Mercy, doesn't he? Um, he, he does. <laughs> I, sure sound, I just need some place. Does he have like a John Cougar Mellencamp sound? Does he have like a slightly not as good John Cougar Mellencamp sound? Yeah, it's really more like a um, a gravelly, yeah, gravelly Mellencamp. Yeah, I mean, didn't John Cougar Mellencamp? Was he from in Indiana, or the Indianapolis area? He's yeah, I think so. That checks out. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, how many people have John Cougar? You know. Do you think that Billy has ever? Heard John Cougar Mellencamp? <laughs> I bet he's heard like one song. I don't think he knows who John Cougar. 
Oh, why, Bill? Why, Jill? I, I why? think I liked it. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I think look, I liked I, that. Well, can we get a couple more seconds? We're not going to get sued for this. Yeah, he's think. playing a he's playing the band song anyway. So the, 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 take a load of take a load of Is that John Mellencamp? I don't know. Is that? That was terrible. <laughs> that was effing horrendous. That wasn't that bad. I mean, I, first off, you're disrespecting all the backup singers and other vocals. I thought sounded pretty good. What did you think about Jim Irsay's voice? I couldn't tell. There's so many other people singing. I'll be honest with you. It sounded pretty good. Like, have you ever listened to like this, the people? Like, I remember when I was young. You know, you're in church. Like, I have to go to choir. And so I go to choir and I remember like, oh God, I hope they don't call me to like sing anything like solo because I don't have a good voice. But then you always felt more confident when you're with everyone else because together it sounds good. Like you listen back, you're like, oh man, we sound pretty good together. But individually, not so much. That's kind of the Jim Irsay collection, the Jim Irsay band. I'm uh, I'm not going to disagree at all. I mean, look, let's see if we can see if Billy can toss this photo. I just, I just took a screen grab. Just, I had accidentally paused it. It's just like, I don't want to say it looks like he's crooning. Do you need to go, by the way? No, I'm good. Okay, I don't know if you had Pete thing. No, um, I do it before now because the whole spotlight thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Spotlight. Spotlight. By the way, if you uh, check out, you can see us on television. By the way, uh, CBS Sports. Look at it. Take a load off, Eddie. I mean, he looks like a cowboy. I yeah. Guess I, I guess if I were like like rich and um and eccentric, <laughs> better pay than owner. Okay. That maybe if I, no, if I were a, if I were a billionaire and a fellow owner, I'd probably have a band too. People are like God, Brinson sucks at singing, but I'd wear a cowboy hat. I'd have my shirt unbuttoned. By the way, <laughs> going back to that last comment, um, I mean they have won Super Bowls. They've won a Super Bowl. Well, a Super Bowl with Peyton Manning. Yeah, I it's mean like, one could say that they botched Peyton Manning's you know entire career. True, but they still won one. Like that's not that bad. I mean, so I think if you're saying the band's better than that, it's like, well, that's actually not that bad. Yeah. It, it, it's actually a pretty good compliment. I'm just, I, if you I really think I'm about just, it. I guess I'm just fed up with RC at this point. I mean, like, in a way, the way I, I'm enjoying it, I, like, I don't want him to go anywhere. I like, I like, that he, I like everything he delivers for me in terms of content. But, like, I really thought that, like, when Andrew Luck retired, like, in order to pay back because he left the organization in such a bad spot – like he'd have to make so many appearances at the Jim Irsay band events. <laughs> like all of a sudden they pan and there's like Andrew Luck with like, he's, like, he's like playing like a, he's, he's like like a banjo or he's got like a tambourine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, wouldn't, I he's mean, like, we're not can't. making him pay any money back. He has to keep all the money, but he's got to show up and play be a part of the band. Yeah. So like when they, he has to show up when they cover a uh, lucky man by Emerson Lake and Palmer, like he has to show up and like, be, and like sing the backups for lucky man. Um, now I'm really showing my age. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that's Jim. Oh, wait, is, this, is this any part of the interview process when they're doing their coaching search? Is it like? But now I uh, wonder, Jim's got band practice. You got to go by and check him out. Talk to him there. Can't you see like Frank Reich? Frank Reich would have actually. It might not be Carson Wentz that got Frank Reich fired. It's possible because I think Frank Reich plays guitar too. I, I don't know why I think that. You think he showed up, Jim Ursay? No, I, I I think he like maybe like accidentally left the speakerphone on one day or like left the like an open mic and was like and he's just like slapping the bass guitar in that asshole's band like because you couldn't pay me enough money to play with that clown and Ursay heard it and he's like I'm gonna fire Frank somehow I gotta just figure out some some kind of way to get rid of this guy 
Yeah. Huh. Now I need I need to Google. Um, it's an interesting theory. It really yeah, it's is. pretty. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure that this theory holds up weight. Um, oh, actually, you know what? There's a that pops up a bunch of German bands. If you Google Frank Reich and uh, guitar, oh, so maybe we should go in a different. Most likely, all the German models that you've been following that are part of work. Well, that's work stuff. Uh, by the way, John, John Cougar Mellencamp, man, he's old. Where's he from? Seymour, Indiana. Boo. Booyah. Booyah. Hey, Billy, can you name one John Cougar Mellencamp song? I don't think I can. I have no clue who that is. <laughs> you don't know who John Mellencamp is? Seriously? Whoa, no, whoa, whoa, whoa. You do I not don't. leave off Cougar. All right. You can name, you can, um, well, actually, he technically, he left off Cougar now. He got rid of it. I'm serious. He's now just John J. Mellencamp, previously known as Johnny Cougar, John Cougar, and John Cougar Mellencamp. Um, do, do, are you Googling it? Don't Google and cheat now. Uh, I'm not. Um, I, I forgot I had a call. I need to be on. But okay. um, well, all right, well no, no, I mean, name one song. It. When, how long ago did they drop it? I don't, I don't know. Name one song you can go. I can't name any. I, I honestly, I can't think of any right like, now. What, 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 where were you born? You ha- was, was it a big Columbus, city? Ohio? Was it a big city or was it a small town? Ah, oh, there we go. Oh, I was born in a small town. That's him. Ladies and gentlemen. Is that is that his? I was born yeah, in a small town. His song. Oh, what? Okay, Jackie's but here, here you have to understand this. I get Rain some of the guys through that era like mixed up between John Cougar Mellencamp, like the Boss, Bruce Springsteen, like all these all these guys. They're all kind of like the songs kind of blend together. It hurts so kinda, good. That's right. Great boat music, by the way. Yeah. Um. Ah, Billy knows hurts like hurts. It hurts so good, but yeah. It hurts. Yeah, it's it, it, that's the chorus. Yes. All right. So there we go. Billy knows the song. It's so good. Anyway, Come on, baby. I, I think that actually is meaning something else. I don't know that now that I hear about that. Oh. No. Oh. Well, I thought we went just full circle, right? All right. Yep. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Brady Glenn's got stuff to do. I guess I'll go work too. Uh, for Brady and Brinson, we'll see you guys later. <laughs>